What's up? You are now listening to Americanized, a storytelling podcast where you'll hear from eclectic first and second generation Americans share their stories and real life experiences as children of immigrants. Hey, it's Roslyn. In this episode, I chat with some of my favorite Ivorians, and yes, I can say that because there are not many Ivorians that I know, and the ones who I do know are automatically my favorites. I had a FaceTime call with my sister Nikki and our friend Mariama. Nikki is a creative director, and Mariama is an actress from Brooklyn, New York. In this episode, we chat about escapism through art in the short film that my sister produced, Pink Noise. I'm so happy to see you both and happy to talk to you guys about these unique passions that you have, especially being a woman of color, specifically African woman, in this field of art, specifically film and acting, I think is super important for that representation and those stories to be put out there. And I'm really like just proud of both of you in the short time that I've known you, Mariama, and the long time <laughs> that I've known you, Nikki. So we're here with Nicole Claru and Mariama Conde. I'm gonna mm-hmm. am I saying that right? Okay. Yeah! <laughs> cool. I'm gonna have you guys introduce yourselves, where you're from, what you do, what your passions are. Um, we'll start with Mariama. Oh, hi. So I'm Mariama. Um, my passion primarily is acting. Um, I've been studying it formally for about four years now. Still not done, but we'll be soon. <laughs> I mean, I guess it never ends. And um, I've always had an interest in singing. I've always sang, but I recently been trying to um, collaborate with people and see how that goes, even though it's really scary. But yeah. I like what you said that it is never ending because as much as you are studying it, that's what you'll end up doing. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, you'll make it. I will. Don't worry. I'm Nicole. I've been studying, well, I've studied film for four years. I actually got into film when I was in about eighth grade, but prior to film, I was into fine arts and fashion design, and I've learned to kind of combine the three. And like Mariana, I'm still continuing in film as my primary passion. Cool. So let's let's get into our backgrounds ethnically and... Uh, where we come from, where our families come from, and... So, my mom is from Cote d'Ivoire. You guys are from Cote d'Ivoire. Um, and my dad is from Guinea, and right now, most of my family lives in Guinea. Um, and we speak Malinke. My parents speak French. I do not. Don't make me say a word. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, that's like my background, and then my background with like the arts, I guess. It's always been a part of my life. Um, we always had music playing in, a, in the house, whether it's like music from our countries or the surrounding countries, or um, my mom was like really into Bollywood like my entire life, so like I grew up with Bollywood films and Bollywood music, 
so world music has always been um part of my life not just like american or african west african particular and um my dad also was a producer for Le Bale African Nimbaya, which was like Le Bale African had like men and women in there, but they were kind of telling stories through dance and music. Um and Nimbaya was like a group that did the same thing, but it was only women who did like the drumming and the singing and like they would act out scenes but it wasn't the focus wasn't the acting, it was mostly the performance of the dance and the um instruments that they would play. So that was what I grew up around and grew up with. So I was always like really into the arts and I think I always knew I wanted to do acting because I don't know, I grew up, grew up in a rough part of Staten Island. So um I think it was kind of an outlet and it felt like I could just explore even though I wasn't able to explore that far outside of my real world through playing other people I could have different experiences and live different lives and go to different places um internally and in the world of the play which is or everything's play acting so yeah the play wow i didn't know that about you i love the diversity that you were exposed to like growing up and then that escapism that it just kind it's of real. it works together because you are exposed to that art and you're able to use that to kind of like use your imagination and also act and kind of escape reality for a bit mm-hmm. that's amazing and yes we represent west africa malinke that's is that a dialect oh um i feel like i've heard that before but I don't know if it's a dialect of my language, but I speak Malinke, but there's a bunch of different like dialects that like some of my like aunts and uncles like speak like multiple languages mm. within that, but um and I'm lucky that I can even speak it. I mean I get kind of I think that's the thing with being first generation and like having that American experience but then also being like West African my language like i can speak it but i don't speak it with like confidence i can understand it more than speaking it with confidence and it was kind of i would get like teased if i tried so i got like really discouraged and but i am fortunate enough to be one of the african kids that can like actually speak and understand my language there's so many people that can't mm-hmm. or don't know it at all um so it's a huge gift that i have <laughs> absolutely because like having a bunch of family back home that creates such a barrier if you can't communicate back like sure you can understand what they're saying but then you're stuck if you need to respond so that yeah. is a huge gift to have that way of communicating what about you guys like how has that been like language that's a good question know. yeah i mean i'm i'm sort of the opposite where I do speak a little French, but I do not speak my family's tribal language, which is Volday. Um, I don't understand it, nor do I speak it, but I do understand French. We grew up with our parents speaking French to us, so we understood it more than we spoke it. Can't really write it either. The arts. Okay, so for me, I my first introduction to the arts, I remember when I, I think I started in preschool or kindergarten, I just started drawing. 
and then painting so i've always i don't know where that comes from i can't pinpoint exactly where it was it was probably a subconscious thing but i definitely started off as drawing and painting i think my influence on fashion came from growing up around like a lot of my mom's magazines or watching america's next top model well yeah these little subconscious things in my environment um that i picked up on that i started making my barbie dolls clothes and then you know that stuck with me and i started making um, real clothes as i got older and yeah but a huge part of my childhood especially elementary school i just loved reading especially mysteries and suspense books oh yes you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the thing i loved about reading books is that you could create a movie in your head and looking back sometimes if i look back at childhood memories i'll I can't decipher if it's a movie that I watched or if it's a book that I read and I created the movie in my head. So I thought that was really cool, like ability to do from reading. So I think that's where I got into storytelling a lot, especially suspense and psychological thriller. But yeah, I think that's where my love for film making and storytelling comes from. And also writing a lot. I remember I used to write a lot on like Microsoft Word and even during like creative writing in our English classes, I just loved, loved doing that and creating like the cover and the colors of the font and all that. It was really fun. I just learned something new. I didn't really, I didn't know that about you, that passion for reading and creating in your mind the stories and the movies. That's really cool. And of course, like my therapeutic mind is going to a lot of like creating and like art therapy and like you know, being a first-generation American and some, like, generational trauma that comes with, and then that, just that form of escapism, I think that's where my brain goes to. That's probably not the case, but, like, that's just how I'm piecing it together. Mm. Something to think about, I guess. Yeah, I think it's kind of the case for all of them. Yeah, it is a unique thread that we all have. I don't know how you guys' households were, but, like, Maybe because I grew up in a rougher neighborhood, but my mom was, like, really tough, like, on us, which I'm grateful for now, but I feel like kind of had us, like, isolated from, like, other people in our community mm-hmm. and just other kids in general, and um, I watched her, and she loved movies. Like, my mom is a movie buff, so, like, there were, like, movies that I shouldn't have been around. I don't think she was, like, hey, let's watch, like, Silence of the Lambs now, but, like, definitely was in the corner while I was playing so I was watching it um and then those movies and I'm also really interested in like thriller and like or to consume I don't know if I I mean I was in one yours I think it was but it's like seems like a hard genre to be in or I never really have thought about like what would it be like to be in one like on a like big scale like a thriller like psychological thriller but she watched a lot of those growing up. But yeah, the escapism thing, I don't know if it's like just having two worlds coming at us at the same time and like being a woman on top of being like an African woman, like that's a lot of layers and like uh boys are kind of seen as like, oh boy, like yay. So being a girl, I feel like, I don't know, for me, it's like, okay, I guess I kind of went into myself and then there wasn't a lot there so then the escapism and creativity started coming like i guess i was finding myself through those mediums didn't really know who exactly i was i still don't but 
figuring it out. Absolutely. <laughs> That's, yeah. uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't want to add to that. I learned a lot. Just what you said, Mariamo, like, I learned a lot of how to direct, and I think that I don't know how much I had time to do this on like working with pink noise but it's really about tapping into the actor's psyche and bringing like pulling things from childhood or like their subconscious mind so they can really channel all that and bring into the actor so i think it does help you in a way like learn about yourself or discover yourself more so that's really interesting i did love the set like being on pink noise like it was always like a very playful like comforting and relaxing like i don't know maybe it's because also like it's just you you guys and your personalities and you guys just being like a huge light but the set pieces like the design of everything was very like feeling like you're in a dollhouse mm-hmm. so it was like easy to tap into that childhood aspect and the way you made the set super chill i felt like i was like kind of a kid again it's like Aww. I didn't really have an analysis at that point with, like, because I never had, like, formal... I mean, I went to Emerson, but we didn't learn, like, a technique. So I never really had, like, a technique to go into, like, I do now for, like, roles. So it wasn't, like, very challenging going into it. Also, feeling related to the character in a certain way because of her identity and, like, what she was experiencing, but still having some distance if I'm not an immigrant, I was born here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't super hard tapping into that. Are there things that I wish I could like change now that I have like the formal training? Like yeah, mm-hmm. but it was really it was really fun and easy to like feel like I can like go to certain places um, because maybe it is that subconscious thing, like you said about like bringing things back from childhood that was easy to do because of the environment you created and like the designs of everything that was on set down to like the costume to the the food on the table like everything was so thought out and planned um to make it easy for an actor to do what you wanted them to oh thank you i never even saw it like that so i really appreciate thank that thank you it's really fun having you too everyone enjoyed your presence and your energy and everything i love the awareness that's coming out of all of this and the two words that are sticking with me now self-discovery and tapping into your inner child and bringing that out and then discovering like going from your inner child and then growth from that to your adult self but still like you do need your inner child as an adult for sure, especially with our backgrounds being in this bubble of first and second generation Americans, like sometimes parts of our childhood were just not present or just stolen or just not like robbed because of that status, because our parents mm-hmm. were a little tough or we were exposed to those movies that we weren't supposed to be watching. Like our mom is also a movie buff. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> She will watch anything and everything in front of us, and I yeah. definitely saw movies that I was not supposed to be seeing. <laughs> and reality shows, too. Yep. I was watching, like, I Love New York, Flavor Club at 760. Oh, my God, me too! With her. My mom wasn't watching it, but I just think, I don't know if it's because she was working a lot, too, or, like, she had to take care of herself in a certain respect, um, and she didn't get to because she had to grow up fast, and so then the result kind of made you have to grow grow up fast in a certain aspect of like i don't have like at this age of like 22 i'm 
really trying to learn for the first time in my life, like, discipline. And, like, I didn't have, like, that much supervision, I guess, as a child, because my siblings were kind of the ones to watch me. And if they weren't old, then I was, like, free-for-all, I guess. Like, yeah. I don't know, but she wasn't, like, um, as emotionally present as I think she could have been, but I don't blame her because I, I bet there was, like, a lot on her plate. But then in turn, like, losing that inner child or that sense of, like, childhood because of the lack of, like, supervision or, like, the lack of, like, emotional bonding or time spent. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's why, like, now I'm, like, searching for play constantly or, like, I feel like I've been doing that my whole life because I didn't, I don't feel like I fully got to maybe. Like, I'm not sure why, but I just know that I love playing. And, like, I'm, like, can I make money doing it? Okay, yeah. I'm going to try. Like, mm-hmm. if I can play all day. Like, not that it's easy, but it's the closest I can come to, like, feeling like a kid again and, like, playing pretend. Wow. That was perfectly uh, On the head. Yeah, you hit that. I don't know if you actually relate to that. Oh, point. Absolutely. Like, yeah, like my job, I work with kids, and mm-hmm. what I tell people is that like I play with kids all day, and I love it, and I feel like a kid with them, and I feel like these are my friends, and even though I am the adult, and when I had to step into like being an adult as an occupational therapist, that for me was like the biggest transition, like running a class, being in yeah. charge of kids. I'm like, oh shoot, I'm the grown up now, I have to be in charge, I have to tell kids what to do, and discipline, and like. I'm so uncomfortable with that, but that's, you don't have an option, like, as an adult, this is your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can relate, too, because a lot of my work, I do period pieces, and now I want to lean into, like, early two, early 2000s, and that's when we were, you know, like, our age, that's when we were kids, so a lot of my work is like that. I feel that when I see your, like, drawings, your illustrations, your paintings, like, I'm like, oh, the style is so... But it's like the best of the early 2000s. Like, it's like all the cool animation, all the cool, like, I don't know, energy that the art has. And you're able to, like, encapsulate that, which is so cool. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Like, honestly, I appreciate you. I want to um, tap more into this our childhood and those times of escaping and imagination and these stories that we came up are there any specific ones that you remember vividly or that you can like go back to pretty quickly and talk about one was well it's kind of like a bunch of moments but like it was from this program at my school i went to ps57 on staten island and um even though it was a rough area like the teachers, like, they were awesome. Like, they are really invested in us. And, like, still I go back sometimes, like, and I'm like, hey, like, I'm alive. Like, I'm in college. Like, I'm living. They're like, wow. Like, we're so happy you made it out. <laughs> but <laughs> um, they had this after-school program with, like, the YMCA, I guess. And they would always do, like, arts and crafts or play movies or we would do, like, singing performances and stuff and i remember the they're probably like a little older than us but teaching us which is cool like now being an adult and being like bro like mm-hmm. what were they seeing like but they would like we would sing like uh we have like a michael jackson little like 
no, not Michael Jackson. It was like Elvis Presley, like little concert would be saying like all Elvis Presley songs, and like there were these like younger like teachers like playing around with us and like helping us with it and learn music or record music or we got to just like explore as much as we wanted in like every aspect of art and it was so cool and I'm really glad that that program existed and that I was exposed to that because I feel like that really like pushed me into it more it was like a um good encouragement you know like it wasn't like uh I did it and then it's like you get punished for it or something and then you're like oh art is associated with bad but like it was always associated with good like I always felt good um and then when I moved to Ohio when I was like 10 years old um it was like a totally different vibe like it was super white like it was just a different vibe like completely than New York and they had like the musical auditions oh my god the musical and I was like oh my god like so like cool like what is this so they were auditioning for Charlie Brown and um I auditioned for Lucy and I got it and I remember the performance days like I had like cornrows in and then they put me in the little like blue dress and I just thought it was like so funny like I always joke about it now like I was like a little black girl with cornrows like talking about how I didn't want to do my homework and singing and I was like Lucy at this like super white like institution with all these white parents coming to watch and I was like oh that's pretty cool that I was like there shattering little boundaries and like expectations and stuff because I really didn't think I was gonna get it and I was like really intimidated by um just the lack of presence of people that look like me and like knew about me and like who I am like not personally but just like as a black person like a black person no no a black person and like feeling safer in that environment I was just like felt kind of um disoriented a little bit but shout out to Jordan Peele <laughs> I know right <laughs> <laughs> amen what about you, Nikki? For I feel like I have a lot, but um, a few stick out. I think just in general, playing outside with other kids our age, and we grew up in a yes, playing outside. We grew up in a predominantly like our town was very white, but the neighborhood in which we grew up was a lot of families of color. I always call it the hood of the suburbs because <laughs> it really was. It was like a low-income community and just playing outside with them and then i remember like there's a like a view from our bedroom there was like uh on the horizon it was like a huge white building i thought it was maybe a hotel but that idea of escapism like wondering what that luxury felt like or would be like you know mm. intrigued me just that view of like what's on the other side and another another thing is uh rosie you're part of this one and I think it was our basement. We had this painting of a, it was like a bunch of trees, and we used to pretend like we're inside the painting as we played. So that was like a really oh. powerful. And I actually made a real painting like based off of that painting. Yeah, with more colorful, you know, colors and all that. 
Oh my god, please send that. I will. Is that somewhere? Yeah, it's on my Instagram. So my art Instagram. I'll send it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes me think of like climbing trees. Like we didn't have many, but we had like, this tree in the park that was right by my house, and we would like go and try to climb it, or like I lived in the hood too. The hood. <laughs> so hood. Yeah. The sprinklers in the playground, and like that's how you knew summer arrived. And sprinklers were on, and like. The little bars were there and we would like flip on those or the swings we would like turn it and then hang under and then let go of it it would spin spin and like that idea of like romanticizing like the unknown or like seeing like through somebody's window or like there was like a house at the end of like my street that i would always like look at and be like what's in there like what is that and that's so interesting that like you think like that mm-hmm. they go looking at people's houses that was a huge, <laughs> huge I still do yeah <laughs> me too my thing was when I was little was like I want to go into everybody's house just to see what it looks like <laughs> and how they're living <laughs> yeah and going off of like what you said about like strict parents I dad did not want us eating at anyone's house going in anyone's house my mom was more lenient but yeah he was good on that so that that restriction and then that escapism I do yeah. remember that painting with the trees, and I was telling Parker about it a few weeks ago. And I was just remembering, like, yeah, I used to go into that painting and walk in the woods, and yeah. there were probably some animals, and yeah, it was like a time. <laughs> I just love the, you know, imagination is a huge part of being a kid and living out a child your childhood, and the way you guys just, and I think a lot of people do, just carry that into their adulthood we have so many creatives in the world through music drawing coloring painting acting singing um pottery sewing clothes like it's all imaginative and creative i just never really thought of it that way but that's what it is that's true the idea has to come from somewhere Mm -hmm. yeah our imaginations are powerful Thank you so much for listening. I hope you liked what you heard. If you do, be sure to subscribe to Americanized on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so you stay in the loop for when episodes drop. Also, follow Americanized on Instagram, same spelling as the podcast. Thank you so much and catch you in part two. All original music produced by Stubborn Saul. Be sure to find him on all music listening platforms at S-T-B-R-N-S-A-L.